You are listening to the Versus Node replay here on GamerNode.com. Hello and welcome to the July 2010 edition of the Versus Node replay where there wasn't a whole lot to play. I am associate editor Jason Finelli, who is still looking for something to play. With me is editor-in-chief Eddie Inzotto. How are you, Ed? Yo, I'm all right. I'm all right. I just made a successful curry. I'm so excited. Curry? <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. I Make suck at best. making Indian food. I just want everyone to know that. If you, okay, so no Indian food from you. I feel like we haven't spoken in a while, just for whatever reason. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's been Just a while. A lot of email. We've been talking on email mostly. Yeah, very true. That's it. And also joining us, who just came home from vacation and probably wants to go back already, staff writer Mike Murphy. What's going on, Mike? Not too much. Would that be accurate? You're already you're already sick of normal life. You want to go back to uh, vacation? Uh, kind of, sort of. <laughs> so what's this? I hear you in Atlantic City, and you didn't tell me. It's only an hour from my house. I could have met you. Um, I'm sorry. No, don't worry about it. I just didn't realize. <laughs> he was with his entourage. Yeah, yeah. If I had known, if I had known that's where you were going, I would have probably been like, "Yo, what are you doing? I'll meet with you." But whatever. Enough about. And that. then it would have been real awkward I... when Mike didn't want to hang out with you, and he's like, "Um, <laughs> no, no, I I got stuff going on and stuff." I got. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just no click. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> That would make the podcast a whole lot more interesting. Yeah. Right. I thought we were friends. He's attacking the city. I got to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, as you can tell from our filler banter, um, July was rather dry, not just in the weather, but as far as games that were able to be played. A lot of downloadable, it seemed like. A lot of downloadable. It's the summer of arcade just started on Xbox Live, so I guess that's to be expected. But I'm think if, if I could think of maybe five or six big titles, it would be NCAA Football 2011, um, StarCraft 2, which is probably the biggest one out of all of them, Dragon Quest 9, uh, Limbo. Uh, this week was Hydro Thunder Hurricane for anyone who was a Hydro Thunder fan. Um, Eddie, am I forgetting anything? A lot of people were into Death Spank. That's true, Death Spank. Um, I remember Dan was ready to talk about that, but he was unable to join us. Dan, I don't know what his reason is, so we're going to make it interesting and say that he's locked up in Alcatraz. So if you're a fan, <laughs> if you're a fan of Dan Crabtree, pour one out for your homie. Yeah. <laughs> Word. <laughs> I mean, he's he's that that type, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I could see him in there. He, uh, yeah, he's a he's a little bit of a bastard. <laughs> um, <laughs> Mike, okay. actually, I did forget one, and Mike Mike Murphy's actually spent the last couple of minutes before we got on the podcast playing it and getting frustrated with it. Mike, what are you playing? I am playing. I'm actually looking at the tutorial screen right now. I'm playing uh, Blaze Blue Continuum Shift. How's that oh. treating you? Yeah. Uh, the beginner tutorials were uh were nice and easy. Yeah. Uh, now I'm in the uh now I'm in the intermediate ones and now it's trying to teach me how to like 
chain combos and uh, do cancels and special cancels and all these fancy words for these complicated and deep maneuvers that I don't know what the hell I just got myself into for. Oh, man. <laughs> did you play the first Blaze Blue? I did not. Uh, so you tried to step it up and, like, join the ranks of the Elite. No, if I wanted to join the ranks of the Elite, I would have dove right in, but I knew better. I was like, I need to go to the tutorials for this. Right. Yeah, I um I started up Blaze Blue, and then after maybe a few minutes, I was like, wait a second, I can't really get into a fighting game right now. <laughs> Let me just do something else. I uh after Comic Con and all the crazy announcements that came from that, um I got into a huge fighting game kick. I was playing Super Street Fighter again, Marvel Cap Two again, Tekken Six, uh, Tekken Five, Dark Resurrection Online, which I have downloadable on PlayStation. And then I, I, for some reason, I picked up Virtual Fighter Five again, mm-hmm. and I returned it because I forgot just how bad I was at that game. Oh, really? Um, t- where Tekken is a lot of button presses and crazy like combos just by tapping a bunch of buttons. There's a lot more joystick involved with Virtual Fighter, and uh-huh. I just got a, my my first home fight stick. I got maybe a month ago, so I'm still getting used to it. Right. And every, every little thing that I did, he would end up turning around or punching instead of kicking or whatever. So I really had to hunker down with that, I guess, when the next one comes out. But I certainly got my fighting game fix. How would uh, how does Virtua Fighter Five compare to Virtua Fighter Four? Because I, um, I played Four and really liked that for a while. I, I liked Four a lot too, and I liked Five. Don't get me wrong; it just it, it had been a while. Um, I think Five is a bit smoother in its in its mechanics even though I couldn't figure it out at the time. With a controller, I was fine. Um, but with the damn fight stick, that, that goddamn fight stick is the death of me. Um, that, <laughs> you know, fat hands on a little stick with the butt... Eh. Um, <laughs> but no, no, no. In comparison to 4, um, it, it, it runs a little bit smoother, I think. It's a little bit easier to, on a controller at least, um, perform some of the more advanced moves. So if you like playing with a controller, you should be okay. Okay. So what about what have you played that isn't three years old? <laughs> uh, that would be college football eleven. Oh, uh, there you go. Football eleven. The only thing, the only bad thing about that game is I'm not a Florida Gators fan, so I don't like seeing Tim Tebow on the cover. Um, com- compared to last year, I'm really impressed with it. I think it does a great job of capturing the essence of a Saturday at, at a college because you got – it has everything if, – if, 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 if a team has a pregame ritual that is well-known, mm-hmm. it's in the game. Like Miami comes out led by the mascot with the flag and does the, the two hands up with the thumbs connected to make the U. Um, Notre Dame comes down the stairs and taps the sign as they walk through the halls. And then they come to the tunnel and they run out. What, what else? What's another one? Um, Texas. They touch the they touch the sign on the on the way out too. I, I think that's awesome. My favorite one is Clemson because Clemson in real life they come through the crowd and they touch the rock before they go onto the field and they they captured that perfectly. It's it's unbelievable really how how into the pregame pageantry they were and the gameplay is a lot smoother this year too. I find it a lot easier to establish a good running game this year because a lot of times in the previous years, if you didn't know how to pass 
your running game would be okay at times, but if you got hit once, you were down. I find that, and, and Madden's going to be the same way too. If you played the demo, which went live a couple days ago, um, talk about that too. The locomotion, like the locomotion physics of the runners, right, is is better because if I if I hit a blocker and I hold forward, I'll keep going forward for those extra one or two yards before I fall down. Uh, nice. That's very important because actually the running game in any foot like there was never really good running in football games. Yeah. Until very I mean, recently, I guess. Yeah. Um, Last year's Madden was really good with the uh, fighting for every extra yard. Yeah. It, it, it seems to have taken from that because I, I noticed that too with last year's Madden and this year's Madden in the demo it's even better. But um, as far as college goes, they have the entire pregame pageantry all well in hand, like I said, and the, the, the actual gameplay is a little bit better. It's more difficult, too, which I like, but at the same time, it makes the game unrealistic. I should not, as Florida State, a, a storied franchise who's supposed to be pretty good this year, lose 35-31 to 31 on a last-minute touchdown to Central Michigan on normal difficulty. It shouldn't happen. Ouch. Well, I mean, it's better than getting blown out 35 to like seven. Uh, probably, yeah. yeah. But, um, I, I don't, I don't know why that happened. Maybe it was a, a major error on my part. I don't Maybe know. You suck. Shut <laughs> up. You just Shut. don't know how to play the game right. Apparently, I don't. So, would um, you say that this is the best football game for a college football player that you've seen? Um, it's it's easily the most fun college football game I've played since probably Christ uh, like Game Breaker on the PS1 I used to love that nice um, and by college football player I mean college football fan yes I, no way <laughs> no, if, you, if you've ever seen me you know if the only time I've set foot on a football field is if my hat blows off <laughs> grab it but yeah I really do and and the uh, speaking of football the demo for Madden 11 really 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 has me excited at first, I was like, "Meh, it's mad," and it comes out every year. Mm-hmm. And I the demo, like, it happens every year, and I'm just like, "Oh, this is so cool!" Because <laughs> <laughs> they have yes, like the little, like, little things. They actually put in songs that you hear at the stadiums, like Gary Glitter, like Gary Glitter, Rock and Roll Part Two. You hear that before you kick the ball off. The demo, the demo is the Colts and the Jets. The Jets are at home. Every time the Jets score a touchdown, you hear J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets coming out of the crowd. Woo! That's awesome. Yes, which which gives me hope for the Eagles, E-A-G-L-E-S, Eagles. Every time I hear that, I'm going to dance around like a little kid. Um, and it's and, and the whole the, – the game flow thing is excellent. It basically it, – it's, it's, head, it's NFL head coach in reverse. Instead of you picking all the plays and then running the play – you just press game flow, and the coach tells you what to run and why. Now, there's these little pre-recorded segments where the coach tells you, you know, you should run this play because blah, blah, blah. And I have a Turtle Beach now. As, as that's what I'm broadcasting on right now. So I have all the audio going into my headset anyway. But one time I had – I'm listening to the coach talk, and someone was talking to me like for re, in real life behind me. So I turned the volume down on the Turtle Beach, yet I could still hear the coach. And I was wondering why that was. And then I realized they made it so that when the coach talks to you, he talks directly into your headset. Mm-hmm. 
just like in in actual football. So that is cool. Yeah. So if you're playing with a guy next to you, against you, and you both have headsets, well, if you press Game Flow, the coach will talk right into your headset instead of through the speakers. So Very they can't cool. hear. I thought that was awesome. That was That's a nice solution. Awesome. But, uh, yeah, so that, that makes me very happy for all this. St- no more play stealing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, is um I, is Gameflow actually better than Ask Madden? Yeah, because Ask it's Madden. It's automatic. Yeah, Ask Madden, you have the choice to ignore him. Gameflow, it's like, damn it, you're doing what I tell you. <laughs> I like it. So, may, so it might be good for some people and not so great for people who don't want to be told what to do. Yeah, I mean, you still can you still can get the uh, the classic three plays in a row and go up and down the playbook if you really want. Right. But GameFlow just makes the game so much easier. Nice. Um, actually, smarter than Ask Madden too. Yeah, uh, in the demo, I I beat the Colts what twenty four to seven, so it obviously knows what it's doing. Okay, because there are, there are times where I've Ask Madden, and he he's like, run the ball. You want to run time down when you're down by like five points, like the half's almost over. <laughs> what? I don't want to. Yeah, I remember. I remember uh, Madden told me to punt one time when it was fourth and inches in a game. I was losing by four with five seconds, uh, with uh, fifteen seconds left or something like that, and I had a timeout. Uh-huh. Told me to punt. I'm like, I'm not punting, you stupid bastard. What's wrong with you? Go eat your turducken and shut up. <laughs> Eddie, you're the only one that hasn't helped yet. So what are you playing? Um, well, I started to play Limbo. Oh, um, I was hoping to, to go to go the other direction from Madden into the realm of artsy fartsiness. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, um, so Limbo is a really uh, attractive game. It's all in black and white. And um, it's just very stylish, very stylish. It's a side-scrolling platformer, 2D. Um, it uses a what they call trial-and-death system. So basically the idea is run through, die a bunch of times when you're trying to make progress, and uh, then eventually find your way. And the game's cool... Uh, I, I really like some of the levels and some of the puzzles that involve less death, but I am generally critical of that whole system. I feel like it takes away any incentive to actually try to figure out the puzzles, and it takes away any real fear of death, because it's just a matter of course, um, and you know that if you're going to die you're just going to come right back. So it's like, okay, I'll die this way, I'll die that way. Oh, that's how I do it. Instead of actually having to try to figure things out. And, it, you know, it, it it makes me less observant um, to try to see everything that's around before proceeding and less cautious because I just figure, oh, well, I'm going to die anyway. Um, and really, if if death was a little bit more consequential then I think the game would um, be more rewarding if you are an attentive player. But having said that, I think it's an enjoyable game, and it's, like I said, very stylistic, and um, I'm interested to see more because it's changing rapidly, and I'm running through 
a lot of different environments, you know, starting out in the woods and you go into this like mechanical factory area and then I've moved on to the roof of a hotel and etc. Um it's just it's interesting. So I'm going to keep playing. Have either of you guys tried it? I played it. Yeah, what yeah, did I you like think? it. I like it so far. The only thing is um there's one one thing that you say that you like it makes you less it makes you a little disillusioned by death. Mm-hmm. Um, while I agree with you, but I, I also disagree with you in that some of the deaths are downright like you never want to do that to a little kid ever, and you kind of feel like morally responsible for him getting his head chopped off by a bear trap huh. or something like that. I remember the first time I hit a bear trap and his head just came off like, and he oh. fell over. I was like, ah, no, he's like eight. This can't happen. See, I barely even see him as a kid. Just because he's a, a silhouette, he seems almost inhuman. Um, so it's hard to attach emotion to to the relationship between me and him. Well, it's probably what they were going for, but I didn't get the memo. And also, like, when you die, basically I'm just like, oh, okay, restart. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like... It's like nothing to me. I, I barely even see what happens. You know, this giant buzzsaw comes through and cuts him up, and then he's right back. So, you know, uh, it's not like he's hurt. It's not even like he's a he. It's not even like he's real. Um, so, yeah, but but otherwise, I like I like the mechanics. I guess uh, it plays well. You know, the the platforming is interesting. Um, I just wish that. Some of the setups were a little less ridiculous, like swinging bear traps, and and there's this one with a switch um, that has a like a giant meat tenderizer, like a big a big thwomp sort of thing on the ceiling, and there's a button, what looks like a button, because it's all in silhouette. It's just a raised part of the ground, and my first instinct was to jump over that. You know, don't. Don't step on that thing that's going to cause this big thing to smush me. But no, actually, that was the only part that wasn't a pressure plate. And then about seven steps later, there was the same exact thing, except this time it was a button. So that's – it's just like asshole style. Why would wow. why would they do that? You know, that's not fun. That's not rewarding. I didn't figure anything out. That's just dying for no reason. Um, right. I I like puzzles that I have to in your face. Yeah, yeah. Like I like games where I well I like puzzles that I I guess where I have to figure something out where I have to use my own brain and skills to be successful in completing my task. Um, and that happens in a lot of games, but. It only happens some of the time in Limbo when a lot of it is just this go, die, try a different thing, die, you know? Um, yeah, it's – I saw people saying, it's just like Braid. You'll like it. And I was like, huh. No. <laughs> Somehow I, I had heard a lot of um, comparisons to Braid. And the only thing I could think of is Eddie Gonzalo is going to punch anyone who says that to him. <laughs> you know, no. no, but I mean, like, I, I went in, I gave it a fair shake, like, I mean, I always try to do, but, uh, it's, it's actually nothing like Braid, they just said that because it's artistic, um, 
and it's a platformer, I guess, side-scrolling platformer. But otherwise, it's it's a very different design philosophy. Yeah. Did you play it, Mike? No, unfortunately, I have not yet. I mean, you may love, and there are people who are all about it. Obviously, um, both Dan and Matt are all about Limbo. I'm just a little bit more critical. I do still like it, but I can't. I can't. You're about, beam you're about Matt Arazzo? Yeah. Um, I'll tell you, Matt Boyle, yeah, uh, our, our trusty cameraman, he read the review that Dan wrote, uh-huh. and then came and bought Microsoft points from me, and beat it in a night. Oh wow! Whoa. And he net and he enjoyed ne- it. Yeah, he never plays games like that. But see, he was a big fan. Let's see. Do you remember an old PlayStation game, PlayStation One game called Heart of Darkness? You were a little yes, vaguely little, little kid with a ray gun, and you were fighting like shadows. And stuff like that. It was made by Interplay. Huh. I don't think I ever played it, but I think I saw no. it in a magazine. Um, Matt was all about that game. So he said it was like a mix between that and a Mario Brothers type of platformer game, and he, he loved it. Awesome. He loved it. Yeah, it's it's very uh, polarizing, I guess. I, I want to wait to finish it before I... Uh... Before I actually make a decision on it, I do like the achievement system, though. I think that's worth noting. Uh huh. If you find the little glowing rock and you step on it, that's an achievement. Ah, uh, yes. Um, did you find the very first one? Yeah, that's the only one I found so far. Um, I thought I thought that was really creative. Where just walk the wrong way, and it's like you went the wrong way. It's all here's five points. Yeah, I agree with you though about seeing it through to the end because. From what I've seen, the progress that I've seen already with introducing new environments and new uh, semi-interactive characters um, and like new little mysteries that get me thinking and wondering, it makes me want to play through to the end. Um, yeah. So uh, hopefully something really uh, significant happens later on. Yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. Um. So, see, that's July because I can't think of other. I mean, we can talk about the stuff we have we hadn't played before. Like Mike was telling me before the podcast, um, he used July as a catch-up month for all the things yes. that he had missed. Oh yeah. Uh, what was it you said you beat? Uh, I finally went and beat Red Dead Redemption. Ah, yes. Oh, nice. Okay. And I I went and got a hundred percent on the single player. Nice. So you liked it. Yeah. Yeah, I Good. really liked it. Yeah, the uh, only thing that I would say about Red Dead Redemption that bothers me is the um all the trailing other NPCs on the horse constantly and having these inane conversations. Other than that, I I really like that game a lot. It's like Fallout in the West. <laughs> oh, I I'm, I love it. I I couldn't stop playing it for a little while before uh before I started playing football, I just – I don't know what it is. I'm not usually a big fan of those open-world stuff, but I can't stop playing it. It captured the West so wonderfully. That's what it did. Yeah. yeah. It's In the character, too, it puts the player just there alone, just immersed in it. And I'm not, I'm not going to go ahead and spoil the game or anything. Spoil Please the don't. The story, in my opinion, fit – the bill as classic western nice i feel like the game i feel like the game captured the west beautifully and 
far as the story goes, I'm not. I don't want to try and spoil, like, the story at all. I'm not going to go into detail, but I thought that the ending was really like classic Western ending, classic Western story. I heard the ending is it makes it one of those games where it lets you satisfy something that games don't normally let you satisfy something uh, in that respect. Like there's a certain sense of pride that the that the ending of this game gives you that most games like leave you hanging. Um, yeah, the well the thing is that uh, with Red Dead Redemption with what Rockstar did is it was interesting. They had like technically there were two endings to the game. Okay. Three if you really want to think about it. There's the false ending. Then there's the actual main story ending. And then after the main story ending, there's actually a stranger job that you can do afterwards. That once That's that what I heard. Ended, it's technically the real true ending, and that's when the credits actually roll. I heard that stranger mission is, is, that, is like a certain sense of, of pride or, or the way that the person put it to me, closure, that a game doesn't really give you a lot of yes. the time. Yeah, it definitely it gives because during the ending you really feel like it's a good ending to the game, but at the same time you still want that 100% closure. You want to see what happens after, right. and that stranger mission allows you to do and see what happens after and get that closure. Mm. Cool. That's Speaking cool. of closure, I've been playing. Well, I just played yesterday a game that seems like it will never have closure. Ever, ever. Alan Wake. Alan Wake, the signal. <laughs> um, so, good thing about it is that it clarified a little bit about the ending of the main game, um, and then it sent you off basically to uh, to locate a point. Actually, I, I don't really want to say what it is. Um, it gives you a, a, a single goal that you have to complete. It doesn't veer off track a lot. It doesn't go all crazy like the main game did. So it stays pretty focused, and it does a lot of cool things, I guess, with the 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 gameplay mechanics. Like, you use more of those words, like at the end of the initial game, um, that make things appear in the environment. Um, what else? Uh, there's a, a cool little world-shifting... Uh, effect that kind of disorients you and, and things like that, and um, I don't know. The game the game makes me feel more like uh, it's almost like survival horror in that I didn't want to fight all of my enemies, and that may be because either I wasn't good at the combat or or the combat was uh, too frustrating, but in the end, it, it kind of made me want to run through and get away from my enemies, even though there were some uh, some interesting ways of combating them, like by using the environment. There's one part where you're down in this basement with a bunch of furnaces, and you can make them explode and kill your all the, the Taken that are chasing you. But um, in the end, uh, it does what I expected it to. Um it gave me that little moment of clarity at the beginning, and then totally after that, totally yeah, went somewhere Sounds else. Like an episode of Lost. That's what everyone says, and I've never ever watched Lost, and I think I might hate Lost if it did that to me. Uh, although now, although now I could watch the whole season straight through. Yeah, I think I it's the episodic nature. 
Yeah, the episodic nature of Alan Wake really bothers me because I hate being left without some sort of some sort of like substance in the narrative or or um, plot resolution to hold on to. Not a cliffhanger guy, are you? I mean, sometimes I am. Sometimes a cliffhanger can be done well, like at the end of a film or at the end of a game. Mass Effect 2? Um, that's my favorite cliffhanger, where the Reapers are coming through the yeah. sky. You're just like, oh, yeah, God. That, that's all right. That's all right, because the, the whole narrative was completed, and now it's like, this is the new thing. Um, Alan Wake just seems chopped chopped off like or or intentionally confusing or intentionally just made that way to annoy you or keep you wanting more like keep you hanging um you're actually playing a game that ends with a good sort of cliffhanger is it is it as bad as a halo 2 cliffhanger um (laughs) i never played halo 2 to the end oh oh, oh. Yeah, Halo 2. Thousands of pro gamers just cried out. Oh, I get too. Hold up, hold up. Fuck Halo. Okay, (laughs) that's all. (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. You won't be purchasing Reach Day 1 like the rest of us? No. Uh... (laughs) (laughs) Straight Um, up, I want the hate mail. (laughs) Straight up. Kill Eddie for not liking Halo. Um, So... July, as you can tell, has been weak at best. However, it's merely the calm before the financial shitstorm that will hit gamers everywhere. There is literally a game worth noting every single week from Madden's launch day, August 10th, until November 16th. <laughs> Crap, every I've only got like 10 days. Week. Wow. And we didn't even mention, well, we did mention it briefly, but StarCraft 2 was bought up by, like, half of the gamer population. Yeah, I, I would I would love to buy it, but I don't think my laptop can handle it uh, graphically. Ah. Uh, um, or else I would have played it and been able to talk about it. I hear it takes a lot from Warhammer uh, Dawn of War, which is definitely a good thing. I heard that, too. It takes some influence. Um, But are you ready for this? Starting yeah, in August. It is. Starting August 10th with Madden NFL 11. August 17th, Kane Lynch 2. August 24th is Mafia 2. August 31st is Dead Rising Case Zero downloadable content for 400 points, mind you, and Metroid Other M. September 7th is NHL 2011. September 14th is Halo Reach, obviously. September 21st is Civ 5 and oh. True Crime Hong Kong. Um, September 28th is Dead Rising 2. October 5th is the NBA games. October 12th is Medal of Honor. October 19th is Fallout New Vegas. October 26th is Fable 3 and Star Wars The Force Unleashed 2. November 2nd, there isn't really anything because November 4th is Connect. Mm. Um, November 9th is some game called Call of Duty Black Ops that nobody wants to play. And then... November 16th, the last day on my countdown, is Assassin's Creed Brotherhood and Need for Speed Hot Pursuit. I think that's everything. No, I mean, that's just one a week. 
there are some weeks that are loaded. Like if you're a Guitar Hero fan, September 28th is your day. If you're a Rock Band fan, October 20th or 21st is your day. Uh, if you're a DS fan, September 12th, Professor Layton. Um, uh, Rock, Band, Rock Band 3 officially has an October 21st release date. I th- it's October something, I thought. Oh, I, I thought. just knew from I, – I, I don't know if anything's been updated since E3. Oh, 26th. 26th. I'm sorry. 26th. The same day as $300 on. <laughs> um, but yeah, I missed a lot there. I missed, I missed, uh, um, like I said, if you're a Guitar Hero fan, that's the 28th and then Rock Band. If you're a Final, if you're an MMO fan, Final Fantasy 14 is September 23rd. If you go with the collectors, September 30th for everybody else. Uh, FIFA is September 28th. Test Drive Unlimited 2 for the racing fans is September 21st. The Move PlayStation Move is September 17th. Um, I could go on. I could go on for days. It, it, it's, it's, if you like games and you have a wallet, burn it now. <laughs> and make sure you don't have access to your money. Get direct deposit and get rid of your cards. Yes, please do. <laughs> because, it, it, ugh. Oh, man. And, of course, 2011 isn't looking any more promising. You'll get the month off for your your Christmas holiday and whatever. I miss Fear 3. Here's another one. Um, Epic Mickey I miss. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, if you, and, and the beginning of 2011 isn't looking very light on your wallet either with Dead Space 2, Bulletstorm, Gears 3, Mortal Kombat, Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Uh, Star Wars Republic. Old Republic. Uh, SOCOM 4 just got bumped to 2011. Diablo 3 they're saying is 2011, but I take that with a grain of salt. Uh, so yeah long story short gamers go poor starting August 10th crap yeah and we'll be back to talk about it it will will be it will be nice having a month to talk about games that actually came out yeah because I love July don't get me wrong my girlfriend's birthday is in July my dad's birthday is in July vacations usually in July went to Niagara Falls this July for the first time it was great but Gaming-wise, the only yeah. thing I put a lot of time into a July release was Dragon Quest Nine. I never talked about Dragon Quest Nine, did I? Nope. No, you did not. Ouch. Loser. Uh, yeah. It's good. <laughs> Square Enix. If you like Dragon Quest, it is a good game. It's very well done, very well uh, presented. Does have the Dragon you, Quest fans proud? Have you played cooperatively? Not yet, because I don't. I mean, I know a couple people that have it, but I haven't had a chance to. Um, get on there and play it. So, I, I plan on it. As soon as I find somebody where we're together and we can hang out and play, I would definitely like to do that, but I don't know when it's going to be. Probably difficult. <sighs> yeah. That type of game. Well, I mean, there's a couple people that, like customers and stuff that come in mm-hmm. to the place that I work at who have it. So, what exactly does the co-op entail? Like, is this really a heavy time investment for cooperative play? Um, know, I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I would assume so, but I'll tell you, the single player is a heavy investment. Yeah. I had to grind for an hour just to beat the first boss. Wow. I, I had to get to the wow. level where you can start, assigning, start assigning skill points because they give you three skill points, and then when you if you put them all on sword, you get a a new attack called Dragon Slash, and that really helps in the first battle. 
It's classic, classic Dragon Quest. And the first game on the Nintendo Entertainment System, I got all the way up to the Dragon Lord, and I had to grind for like 20 levels before I could go and fight him and win. Jesus. At the end of the game. Yeah. That, that was not cool. <laughs> Same with me in Dragon Quest Four for the uh, DS. I got to the last boss and just had to grind. It was mm-hmm. unbearable. And I'm not a grinder. I don't like grinding. I mean, I will if I like the game enough, but normally I'm just like grinding. <laughs> Whatever. Little Big Planet Two is November sixteenth. Ah! <laughs> which which but might be the best collector's edition of all time. Have you heard about this? No. Um, well, let me start by saying each store, like they have, they have been doing Amazon, Best Buy, GameStop, have their own uh, downloadable costume as a pre-order incentive. Mm-hmm. Collector's Edition has all of them, so you nice. don't have to worry about it. What's the Collector's price difference? Uh, Twenty dollars. Hmm. And I'm not even done yet. It also has bookends for your games. Oh. Where you nice. can just put the games in between, and then you have. Little Big Planet bookends. Are they Sackboy? Uh, yeah, they're like Sackboy and other Little Big Planet too. Damn, design. that's cool. I'm still not done. Okay. The the coup de gras. Here we go. Of this of this twenty dollar is a seven inch Sackboy plush. Oh, <gasps> wow. That that sold it for me. That's the first thing I read, and I was like, ha ha ha, mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Seven inch Sackboy plush. I apologize for the dramatics, but it was that awesome. Awesome. Uh, Ghost Trick is the sixteenth. God, stop! Make it stop. Nah, it's better that it doesn't stop. The more choices, the better. We may never get to play all the games that we want to play, but we may never get out of the poor house. Yeah, I guess that too. But it's good to have choices. Yeah, I like that. True. That's very true. Well. We apologize for the lack of real conversation about July, but there wasn't a real lot of July conversation to be had. So until next time and next month where we'll have a lot more to talk about, I am the associate editor, Jason Finelli, Eddie Inzotto, editor-in-chief, and staff writer, Michael Murphy, have joined me. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next month. I need more.